Rogers. Fiddler's gone after it. Then he scoops the ball away to Byrne. Byrne puts on a fend. Then he puts on a sprint. Sattler is chasing. Sattler has made the tackle of the day. What a tackle by Scott Sattler. You are such a wanker. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's Scotty Sattler's nomination. Good on your Sats. Yeah. Uh, that's that'd it. Be, that'd that's be good. a hip drop these days, wouldn't it? No, no, you're proud. All of the all of the key indicators. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no, you're proud. You're allowed to nominate yourself. That's fine. <laughs> you're an idiot. That's fine. You are an idiot. Uh, and here's me winning the Jersey flag relay. On grand final day. I tell you what, we um we 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 got a thousand dollars for that. The four of us and the club said, if you do win it, they thought we might win it. Um, you got to give us the the check or whatever. But they gave cash. And one of the boys had been resold by the club. He said, righto, boys, I'm taking my 250. You do what you want with the rest. <laughs> so we just took it. Anyway, um, grand final moments. For me, boys, the Melbourne Storm take on the Dragons in the qualifying final week one. And it was 34 points to 10, mm. the Dragons. So the Dragons are absolutely flying. This try will happen in the grand final, which makes the aggregate score in this final series, Dragons versus Storm, it's about to be 48 to 10 when this happens. Even with unlimited interchange, you think it'll play a role. Little one finds some goal. He'd had a, a few rough moments the week before. Noddy puts the chip and chase there. Patton must have been temporarily injured because he was playing fullback, Tinga. Mm. He blasts onto it. And to think that that boy had been running around on the bindi patches out at Tinga in a population of about 800 people, mm. and now he is on the biggest stage in front of, I don't know, close to 90-odd thousand, 100,000 people. You know Amazing. when, like, something is so against the run of play that mm. everybody just stops? Yeah. But nobody chases him. It's like... Oh my gosh! Did just did that just happen? Yeah, and that was a grand like that that yep. moment you knew the dragons were winning the comp, didn't you? They they beat them thirty four ten, and mm. now it was fourteen nil. Yep, they were just going to win the comp. Yeah, how they did, I'll never know. Yeah, and we then, we did during the week. I was talking about off air, um, Rat and myself. We we're doing grand, uh, finals moments that have gone unrecognised, grand final moments that have gone unrecognised, yep. and one of ours was that very game, fourteen nil up. Anthony Mundine throws the dummy. Craig Smith's knee knocks the ball out of his hands. Oh, yeah. In that game, 14-0. And, and you know what? They play at the start of the, the following year, and there's all the hoopla about, you know, the, the grand final. And, and, of course, there was that famous penalty try by Bill Harrigan. Yep. And then – Who was the video ref? Oh, good Chris question. Ward. Chris Ward, right. Yeah. And then Mundine says, you know what, we're the real grand finals, we're the real, real winners. They lose 70 to 10. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm. And, and you know what, right? You know why Mundine did back himself? And people do forget this. The prelim final against the Sharks the week before, they were getting beat in the first half. They were too, yeah. Mundine plays the greatest 40 minutes of prelim football you'd have ever seen in your life. Scores a hat-trick, sets up a fourth one. He, he was just... He, he must have started the day as the Clive Churchill medalist favourite. Yeah, yeah, you would have thought so. He yeah. must have. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you, boys? Myself, I'm going to 2014. Um, first hit up of the game. And remember the, the build up. There's so much build up about Burgess calling up against James Graham. Yeah. And you just thought, like, at some point they're going to clash. It happened in the off the kickoff mm. where they almost knock each other senseless. It was just an incredible moment. And. 
for that particular game, I was assigned to do news. So you're waiting for an incident. So you hope that something will happen. And and your worst nightmare is it happens in the 70th minute and you've got to scramble and do it. And I've just sat there and just gone, smoke them if you got them, boys. I know what I'm writing about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Here's right. the kickoff. We're underway. One of the most awaited grand finals of all time. Burgess and taken by Graham. And Tolman, the polar bears. And... <laughs> At his, How good is Rabs? At his cheekbone, I think. It's so Something's innocuous that not even Rabs picked it up, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. And the thing is... He ran to under, the sideline with Kurt Wrigley and he said, I can't feel the side of my face. There's a hole in my face. And under, he just turned around and ran back out again. Under the concussion laws, oh, that's right. he, he probably gets taken off the field, doesn't come back, doesn't receive the Clive Churchill medal. They, they could well lose the game. Mm. And, and I've heard this story. He's, he's told it subsequently where at halftime the Dockers looked at him and said... With that orbital injury yep. around your eye, if you get hit in the eye again, you'll probably lose it. You'll go blind. And he goes, I don't care. I'm going back out. How, mm. how shattered would you have been? Like, you've worked your whole ass off for this your whole life. And then you've had one run. And credit to him. That all said, I, I do believe George Burgess should have been the Clive that day. But uh, Coach K, he great was, memory for you, mate. He was. He, yeah. he was. he was. He was just about had his name on the medal. George. George. But then... Sam got an offload mm. back to Appy and they made a half break. And then the very next play, George scored the try. But it was, ta- from what I'm led to believe, yeah, they're saying Sam's run and the offload was the one that allowed the try to be scored. Why do they need to, like, I don't know if it still happens, but back in the day, yeah. they do it 10 minutes earlier. It's That's not that rid- hard to no, relay it's a name. Ridiculous it's not because- now. The, the NRL has a person sitting up there with the judges with a. Uh, with a walkie-talkie, and at full time, it gets transferred. Sorry, down. sorry. Around the grounds, nine ninety grand final. The purchasing officer, Matthew Wood, <laughs> has, has just sort of try. It was a nice try earlier on by the marketing rep, uh, Brad Fittler, as well. Sorry, coach. Loving it. Yes, I'm with AP. 2014 as a Bunnies fan. Absolutely love the game. But Greg Inglis's try. Oh. It was just amazing because we, to be honest, we even paying that much attention. We were in hysterics already, knowing that yeah. we won the game, and then everyone kind of missed the try because I was in the middle of the bunny section, and then you had to look at the screen to see what actually happened. But by then, you didn't even care. You were just yeah. so excited you won it. But, yeah, this is my memory. And here's Kiri away and running once again. Inglis! Inglis to celebrate it! What a moment! It finishes with the go-winner! You know what's that interesting about that trial? Speaking to my dad the other day about it, we, every year when Bunnies aren't in the final, we talk about just how good that team was. You think about our hooker depth. It was Appy Coruscant, <laughs> Isaac Luke. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Isaac Luke, Nathan Peets, Cameron McInnes. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. It was unbelievable. So it was just such a good side. And you know, you know who Canterbury went with most Zimbabwe? Mm-hmm. And you know who they had in their squad? Tell me. Damien Cook. That's right. They did too. Yes, yeah. of course. They did too. The, so, the, big, the big selection change that year was when they put John Sutton on as a left second rower. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I often say sometimes the best gifts come badly wrapped. So that year, uh, Isaac Luke had missed a couple of games. So Appy Coruscant got a taste of first grade. John Sutton had missed a couple of games. Kiri got a taste of first grade. But these youngsters, so in this side, Alex Johnson playing in his first year. 19. Uh, Dylan Walker may have been playing in his first year. Kirisomi Ava'a was yeah. there. Kiri. Reynolds was playing in about his second year. Coruscant certainly playing in his first year. The late Kyle Turner yes. playing in his first year. Wow. So Madge did a good job with some kids. Mm. My, my other memory is from the start of that game where there was all that, yeah, South is finally back in a grand final. And I think that they rung the bell yeah. and and then they played, I think, Glory Glory That's right. before the game. 
and you, there's all this, so you feel all this tradition. It's steeped in all this mysticism, and then the bulldogs run out and they go. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> That's Friday, right, please. Oh, you know what? Uh, you better have those ginger beers more. I can, uh, I can still remember, but I can still remember when South Sydney ran out. The two Sydney teams was always going to be well supported. When South Sydney ran out, I'd, to this day, I've never heard a noise like it. That was special. Yeah, it was amazing. That, that was, was very, amazing. very special. What, what was your big moment? The yeah, come on, you played the first one. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Dylan Edwards tackle on. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> mine, was a, no mine was a guy that I just, he's playing at South Magpies in the Brisbane comp, coached by my dad's best friend and Bob McCarthy. So I got to go and watch South Magpies play, and I fell in love with this guy called Mal Meninga, and all I wanted to do was be a policeman when I was old enough because he was a policeman. Wow. wow. And he, when I was about nine or ten after a game at Lang Park, he threw a, a, a roll of tape that he'd taken off his knee and threw it at me. And I caught it and I kept it in the side, my side drawer next to my bed wow. until I was about 17 years of age. And so to go to this grand final in 1994, and he's his last ever NRL game or rugby league game, I should say, before he... Captain the Kangaroo Tour of 94 and Big Mel Meninga scoring a try to, to uh, win the 1994 Grand Final with uh, the Raiders. Out for Polamata, pushed on for Jason Smith, intercepted by Meninga! McGregor pursues! McGregor's after Meninga! The crowd roars! The crowd roars! Their delight as the Australian captain scores a try in the Grand Final! The big fella gets his own piece of the cake! Jared McCracken came into me. He went, "Dus, yeah. go away." <laughs> yep. Yeah. And uh, I've told you the story about how it was the red painted Winfield in goal. Yes. Yes. And uh, the groundskeeper at the time, an apprentice, was Chiriaco Mesher, really, who oh. cut out the metre square where he scored. And his family were living out Campbelltown way, and on the front lawn, he put the red piece of uh, square metre thing. And then obviously the red grows out over time. Years later, when his parents were selling it. He goes, did you tell him where Mal scored? Did you tell him where Mal scored? And he rushes up to the agent, drags the agent out to the front lawn and points, this is where Mal Maniga scored in the 94 oh, grand yes. final. Make sure you let him know. Yeah, yeah, uh, now, I have got a guest coming up. You mentioned the, the Sam Burgess thing, boys. The very, very first person on the scene, the very first person who spoke to Sam Burgess when it happened was wearing a blue shirt. He's a former Dragon, former Adelaide Ram great. Kurt Wrigley, assistant oh, coach yeah, too, yeah. at the South City Rabbitohs, and he's on the line. G'day, Kurt. G'day, Sugar. How you going, mate? Wriggles, uh, appreciate this, mate, at very late notice. I, I asked you about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> um, what were your memories about that particular night, I suppose, but starting with the Burgess? It was frantic, wasn't yeah. it? Mm. Yeah, no, it was, it was um, a bit of a whirlwind start to the game. Um, funny, funny thing, people don't realise that was Sam's fifth year at the club, and he'd you know, he'd signed it um, overseas with the rugby union and Ben Teo was going. So it was a bit of a last hurrah, you know. Um, but, yeah, I just remember I saw it, um, um, then ran out, usually go out to the start of the set, and um, I could just see see the indentation in his face. And he came running up to me and said, I broke my cheekbone, broke my cheekbone. And then, yeah, it was... Um, I said, what do you want to do? And he said, well, keep playing. And um, the, the interesting thing is we got, a, we got a penalty at sort of, I think, about play three in that sort of set. And the whole team sort of looking around to see really what was 
what's what's happening with Sam, you know. And um, the funny thing was, if you if you rewind the tape and watch it, um, who took the first carry of the of the penalty set? It was Sam Burgess, you know. Mm. So and the whole group just went, wow. Wow. Hey, <laughs> and I can remember running off to Mark Ellison and, and going, well, we're not going to lose today. Yeah. Hey, Kurt, would would did any of the players? They wouldn't have been aware of it at first, but when that was common knowledge, and I know he wouldn't have accepted it, but did the players try and protect him at all? Yeah, I can remember a few times during the game, even at scrums, you know, they were trying to put him in the back row. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think, well, you know, they knew they knew halfway through the first half and even at half time, we didn't know whether he was going to go back out. Because I, I remember sort of going out with a number of, like towels, I went through about four towels that night, and blood was coming out his his ears, his mouth, wow. his his eyes. He's actually coming out his eyes oh. as well. So, um, and then you know we know that we all know that they changed the rule after that, but it was just massive heroics. So. Kurt, am I right in saying too? I'm pretty sure Sam um, spoke to this a, a few years ago, where that wasn't meant to be his carry. So Michael Maguire had actually said to him. Well, can you stand over here? And it's normally where Dave Tyrrell stands, and they expected that's where they would kick the ball, but instead it went to him. So it's one of those sliding door moments where he wasn't sort of in the right place at the right time, so to speak. Yeah, well, normally, yeah, Tyrrell was one of those guys who could sort of he just bounced and got straight down, and so it was a good play the ball for us. So we did put him, but yeah, they changed tact and kicked over to our left that that night, and. Yeah, you just run with it, don't you? So, um, yeah, it was. Um, there's a lot of things sort of can go wrong, but like I, I immediately thought, oh, you know, that's the end, end of the game for Sam. But yeah, he managed to push through it, and um, you know, even we had our presentation night on the Friday, and he just got operated on. He was his face was actually pretty um, contorted and sort of swollen like he was still about five days later. So oh, yeah. He couldn't travel on a plane, could he? No. Straight afterwards. He had to like wait for the swelling to, to come down. Hey, Riggles, um, I, I love chatting to coaches or coaching staff. And, of course, you're the right-hand man to Madge for that famous grand final win. I can't imagine what the week would have been like for you gentlemen uh, the week after. But what about tactics? Do you vividly remember any certain tactics? And I think the listeners would love to know how – a first-grade coaching staff go into a grand final. For example, I know that back in the day, I think it was the 2012 grand final, Coach Bellamy had yeah. realised that back in those days, Mick Ennis never run. So that every, yeah. sing, every single week, Canterbury would score a try on their left, whether it was through Benny Barber or whatever the case may be. So it was such a threat. So what they did, they put the A defenders really wide, saying, well, here it is, Mick, if you want to take it. And then obviously he developed his running game, which would win a, a grand final for the Sharkies. But what were some of the the key pointers that you guys were going after in that year, Riggles? Yeah, it was, it was an interesting one. Um, and I'd like to take credit for it, but <laughs> we, we were, um, this is how funny things are in, you know, big games. Um, we were a team that, um, we were a low short side team. So we used to set up sort of, you know, 60, 70% of the field and try and stack numbers and play long side. But if you look at the game, um, we scored our first try with Kiri just mm. <laughs> jumping in at dummy half and going on the short specials. side to Alex Johnson, you know. Um, and, and our strongest attacking side was the right, <laughs> but we scored left early. <laughs> um, 
So, and then another thing was we scored on a run on last and we were never a run on last because we had Reynolds as a kick, mm. you know. So we were always sort of relying on Renault getting, getting a repeat or, you know, a, 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 an attacking kick. But we ran it on the last to the right and, you know, we scored on that. <laughs> scored on that play. So, so you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you go into a game with a plan and, you know, it's in the end, like I think those big games, and you guys would know, um, it, it comes down to, yeah, you'll have structures and plans, and but it comes down to the players seeing the moment and, and using their natural skill and ability. So, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Like I've I've heard the I've heard the one about Melbourne how they really set up their you know their left side and got you know got Canterbury's right side a few years before, but ours was a little bit more. <laughs> the players just played. They just played. They just played what was in front of them. Riggles, I love the honesty. Yeah, uh, that's. I'll ask you the same question while we've got Riggs on the line. Yeah. Is there any sort of vivid tactics that you recall? With Langy that particular night for the Roosters? Wasn't a huge tactics man, Langy. No. I remember on the Monday he said, they tackle hard, they run hard, we're going to tackle harder and run harder. <laughs> and then um, go and enjoy the week. But he did say, we're going to get points on Chris Walker's wing. He jams in all the time. And Rooney. Luke, Luke Rooney's last got try. Two, didn't he? he got two that night. Hey, hey Riggles, uh, what's your uh, – so Riggles now, for those who don't know, he, he works for a company and, and he's flying with leading teams. So if you're in – yeah. In the corporate game, and you've got a, a company or a, a workforce that probably aren't at their optimum, uh, leading teams is where you, you need to um, get in touch with Riggles and the team. And, and you shared a really good podcast, actually. If, you, if you're a coach out there, aspiring coach, Chris Fagan does a podcast with leading teams, yep. the AFL coach. It was very, very good, Riggs. I'm about halfway through that. But how do you see this grand final going? Um, you mean the AFL or the... No, 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 no. The, <laughs> no. Well, actually, it's a fair question because his daughter, Jemima, is a um, gun AFLW player. Nice. So, no, the NRL rigs? Yeah, the NRL. Look, um, I just think it depends how the game goes. If, if Brisbane's sort of... And, they're, they're, you know, they're going to chance their hand a fair bit, I reckon, which they have done, and that's the way they play. But if their stuff comes off and it sticks... Um, they're going to cause Penrith some problems. But if it doesn't, <laughs> Penrith will just grind them into the dirt, yeah. I think. So um, it'll just, yeah, it'll just depend. If, if, if things stick and happen for them, um, they could ruffle the feathers of Penrith, if, particularly if they're behind. Um, but if they, if they make errors with too much risk, yeah, so it's a, going to be real. It's a really intriguing game, I reckon. It's so, so different sort of um, styles and... So many storylines. It's going to be brilliant. To it's, going watch. To be, it's going to be brilliant, Riggs, mate. We appreciate your time once again. Awesome stuff. Yeah, That's very, great. very late notice. Kurt Wrigley, assistant coach for the Bunnies. Just one last one, Riggs. Have you officially closed the book on coaching, or is there some sort oh, of? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you have. No, no, no. I've done some coaching, so yeah, I enjoy what I'm doing now and impacting sort of other teams and businesses. So yeah. If they want but, to get in contact, um, Riggs, is it just you look up leading teams, or how best to do it? Yeah, just our website, Leading Team. So, yeah, um, jump on the podcast and have a listen. The Chris, Chris Bagan one's a beauty. Yeah, it's a cracker. It's an big in the AFL for a long time, Leading Team. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really good. Uh, Kurt Wrigley, thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks for that. See you, boys. Yep, 11 out of 10 bloke, Kurt Wrigley. Absolute champion fella. Yeah. You just deliver, don't you? Yeah. You deliver today. Late notice. I have. I've got, yeah. What have I got? Kurt Wrigley. I've got uh, Brad Clyde. 
uh, Steve Wall. I might go down Every, the street and see what else I can get. <laughs> Everyone's brought something to the table. Yeah. Sats has got chiquitos on, yeah. got ginger beer. That's <laughs> right. What's, that's, what's Alex brought to the table? Well, He's got an early mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours, baby. That's it, mate. That's it. Uh, this is Crunch Time on your Saturday. Break it back with more.